You're listening to Protect His House on the Armor Up podcast. Our goal is to connect the good news of the gospel with our everyday lives. Here's this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Protect His House. I'm Will Washington. Thanks for listening. There is a difference between thinking that something might happen and actually knowing that it's going to happen. An example of that is today, actually, as we're recording this, we know that there is going to be rain later. We're extremely confident in it. So because of that, that has affected the fact that I have a rain jacket with me. It's affecting where I'm going to park later, knowing that it might rain. There's a difference. If I think there's just a small percentage chance that that might happen, I'm not going to be nearly as prepared for the rain as we do when they say there is a 100% chance of rain. And here's why I tell you that, because we are finishing today a six-week series on Psalm 23. And what David is going to say in the last verse of this psalm is that two things will certainly happen to people that are in Christ. He is sure of these things. If for someone who is one of God's people, one of his sheep, he is certain that these things are true. And being sure of these two things affects us. It's going to have a profound impact on our lives. Let me show you what I'm talking about. In Psalm 23, if to have a little reminder, David is saying that the Lord is his shepherd, and that affects everything. And as he closes it, this is what he says in verse 6. He says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So one more time in verse 6, he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So here's two things that he knows are going to happen because the Lord is his shepherd. The first one is this, that goodness and mercy shall follow him all the days of his life. Now think about that. Think about what it means to follow someone. A few years ago, I was at a college football game, and I spotted Phil Mickelson, one of the most famous golfers on the PGA Tour. And I could tell it was him, so I wanted to follow him. And even though there were these huge crowds and there was a lot going on, I was focused on trying to go everywhere that he went. And unfortunately, I lost him. I wasn't very good at following him. But what David is saying is this, is that the two things that are going to follow you all of your life, if you're a believer in Christ, is goodness and mercy. They're going to stick to you. They're not going to let you out of their sight. Wherever you go, they're following you. Now think about that. That means that even in the hard seasons that God is with us and his plans for us are for our good. That's what it means that his goodness follows you. Even if you can't feel it sometimes, even if it doesn't make sense sometimes, it means that he is in control and his plans for you are good and they are kind. And not only that, but his mercy follows you. That if you feel today like you have messed up big time, like you're a big sinner, you've done a ton of things wrong, his mercy will not let you go. His mercy follows you. That's what he has for you, his goodness and his mercy. And the truth is that that can be so hard for us to believe sometimes. That's why every day we've got to look at Jesus in the gospel, what he did on the cross, what he did with his perfect life, what he did by rising from the dead, because that is the ultimate proof of God's goodness and mercy. What other proof do we need that God is good than the fact that he would provide his own son? What other proof do we need that he is merciful? The fact that he would provide his own son to forgive us. And that's what David's saying is that you are given goodness 
in mercy because God is good, not because you're good, not because you earned it, but because God is good. So those things, goodness and his mercy, they're never exhausted and they're never going to run out. And that's the first thing that David is sure of. Even in the crazy seasons, even in the hard times, he knows that that is true. And that is here today. If you're struggling, if you're a sinner, if you're weary, if you're tired, if you're broken, those things are true for you today. The second thing that he's sure of as he ends the psalm is he is sure that he will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, here's a few things that that means. If you think about this, if you worry about the future, if you're worried about what's going to happen, what the Bible says is that for the Christian, your worst case future scenario is everlasting joy in the presence of God, who is the ultimate treasure that there is. That means that one day, it says in Revelation, that God is going to wipe every tear from our eyes. He's going to make all things new, and that's the ultimate promise of the Bible. That is where everything is headed, is God being with his people forever. If you think about that, that is actually the big theme of the entire Bible, God being with us. If you read the Bible, you will see that theme all over the Bible, God being with his people. The ultimate example of that is Jesus, his name being Emmanuel, which means God with us. He came to be with us and to die for us so that one day we would get to be with him forever. And David's saying that that gives him hope and peace. He knows he's going to dwell with God forever. And in the meantime, while we wait for that to come to completion, we have God with us today. We get to live in a relationship with him today. And that's why in other Psalms, David will talk about how his top priority in his life is to be in God's presence. And that's the question for us today. Is that our top priority? To be in his presence, to orient our life around his presence by being in his word, by being in prayer, by being around people who point us to him, by being in worship in our churches. Okay, that doesn't always change our circumstances, but being in his presence is the thing that we need most, no matter what circumstance we're in today. And that is how David ends it. He says he is certain that goodness and mercy will follow him, and he is certain that he will dwell in the house of the Lord forever in his presence. So I hope that as we've spent six weeks looking at the amazing truth of Psalm 23, that you'd be encouraged with the reality that the Lord is your shepherd and that Christ is the ultimate example of a good shepherd who sacrificed himself for his sheep and who guides, loves, protects, and provides for us today. God, we thank you for Psalm 23. We thank you for this amazing truth. We thank you that it ends on this amazing note that really ties together this theme of the Bible that you are with us, that we can trust that your goodness and mercy follow us and that we get to dwell with you forever. We thank you that you are a good shepherd and we pray that we would live in that relationship today. Amen.